Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because I'm going to tell you, if I'm a GM and I'm telling you, you're not worth as much as you think. Your feelings are going to get hurt. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by DC Danico Upens Finest. And we may or may not be seeing Culture Boy CB today as he's dealing with some stuff, but you already know we're going to hold it down for him. We're going to be, of course, Summit's Plummets of the NCAA tournament because it is still March Madness. We're going to be going over our favorite it's big be fellas. April the on Saturday, line. Though. It is. Yeah. And that's the thing. March Madness finishes in April. Is it? Is it April Agony? Who knows? But. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about Lamar Jackson, who another episode in the saga has started um, as he has announced he is requesting he requested a trade at the beginning of the month. Um, we'll be, of course, doing a take the skyline. This time we'll be doing Jalen Brown, who has been heavily disrespected by Celtics Nation and that needs to stop. And then, of course, Danny has an outro game, but I might be all by myself. So I'm going to have to really enter my bag again. If you guys hear a bird. My bird Jello. I'm gonna hold up. Named after Leangelo. Yes, named after Leangelo the goat ball, I fear. Now, but getting into the summits and plum. Oh, Danny, how are you doing? My bad. It's a great day in Philadelphia. The weather's heating up. Baseball season's bit. starting. That's really the W of uh it's a that's a summit that's not we're not gonna talk about. Baseball season we're one day out. We'll be one week in, I guess, next episode. Yeah. Um yeah, and we'll be the Phillies will be anticipating their home opener next Thursday after episode. So it's a great day. Um, can't beat we'll talk, it. We'll talk a little bit about it next week for sure. Um, I just want to start with my summit. Caitlin Clark is the best player in college basketball. Woo! She's she's, she's tough. tough. She's tough, man. She's, she's the tough. best player in the WNBA right now. She probably I don't know. I, ugh, maybe. Yeah, she yeah, did, no, yeah, yeah. I'd say she's so. gonna be the, the Steph so. Curry of the WNBA. Yeah, her and her Paige uh, and Sabrina are like going to carry the next generation. Oh, you know Steph is thirty five. He's old, man. He's getting old. It's when it's, it's when tough. did he become thirty five? I know, bro. It's just like yesterday, man. He made his first All Star game at like twenty five. <laughs> he believe bro. that it took it took him like five years to make an All Star. Like unreal. He just couldn't stay. How has Steph been in the league for like? Steph's almost as old as LeBron, and we're like, what? 
Yeah, he's only three and a half, like, like three and a half years younger than LeBron. Unreal. It's weird to feel that way because LeBron's been around for like since the dinosaurs were born, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> bro, bro grew up with Duke Dennis. <laughs> uh, I, I'll just swing in my plummet and I'll let you get in both plummets. One seed. I don't know if you agree or not. These dudes stink. That's the most fraudulent batch of one seeds I've, I've nah, ever I, seen. I think. I, I think that Houston was on fraud watch for a while, and we we both said this that Houston was on fraud watch. They ran into Miami, who has four, five guys that can run out run you all game. They literally yeah. have five spawns of Darren Fox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, five J Dubs. But, uh, Literally. Uh, so, I think Houston was kind of a fraud watch all year. They ran into Miami. Better offense. Kind of got fraud watch. Purdue was really the surprise, though. Um, can't really can't really beat that. Uh, FDU. Can't be losing a Fairly Dickinson. That is unreal. Fairly so is Dickinson. Is, or, or, so or is, Purdue, is Purdue the plummet? Or is, or is uh, Fraudston the, the plummet? Nah, I, I think I think the plummet is Gonzaga actually. Um Timmy almost fouled out. Uh they got down destroyed. by 30. They got they lost by 30. How do you lose by 30, bro? Destroyed. How do you lose by 30? To go to the it's it's like not even to like in the NCAA finals. I get it if you if you're outclassed by like a, a crazy generational team. Or you lost by 30 in the Elite Eight. <laughs> Yeah, that, that unreal. Like, like, like seeing blowouts. Anything past like the first two rounds is like, what is going? Well, here's some crazy though. UConn has three players doing Ramadan. Yeah, getting 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 your butt whooped by someone who on an empty stomach is unreal. And Kyrie's thing, doing though. it. Jalen Brown you know, is doing uh, it. It's crazy. Shout out to U- them. UConn. What time they play on Saturday? Uh, they play at night. I would not know. Not gonna lie to you. Let me check. I think they play at six p.m. Um, the fellows are tuning in to Caitlin Clark, so for sure. Um, UConn plays at eight forty-nine, which means that their players can carb up essentially before the game because the sun has gone down. They're getting that is water in. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna that's gonna go hard. Um, but enough in the NCAA tournament. Shout out to them though for doing Ramadan. You know, during the tournament. Me that's and the W got... actually. That's the summit. They're doing Ramadan during the tournament, and the, the plummet is uh, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. Getting killed by players doing Ramadan. <laughs> Drew Timmy's coming back to get his get back. The fifth year. <laughs> so we're gonna get into our offensive lineman review, and I'm gonna be honest. This was probably our hardest one because this is five different. We'll say three different positions. To, to judge and honestly left tackle is so different from right tackle and then they're one group it, it, it was really tough but it's such a good group honestly you don't want to do a bust oh no we can we can I, I'm, down. I'm down for a bust i'm down no let's start with it you go first i'll, I'll let you uh, floor is yours my bust is Broderick jones um Ooh. I'm pretty sure someone commented on your short that they went to high school with Broderick Jones. So if you see this man, I'm sorry. That's rough. Uh, (laughs) He's a chance to be really good, though. Uh, I just think that some of his technical abilities are not sound. He's a he's a he's beast. He's he's large. He's sound. Uh, I mean, he's really big. He just if he if he improves on his like technical ability, he'd be great. But 
because he, he's like technical ability is not the best. That's probably why. I definitely see where you're coming from on that one, but he, I mean, I think he's very athletic and he can get out yeah, into exactly. space and he and he's got a good first step. But like you said, like I mean, the technique needs a lot of work, and unfortunately, yes, an offensive line and NFL offensive line coach will end up fixing that for you. But unfortunately, not everyone has like a Jeff Stoutland. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not everybody's going to be molded completely um, into this like Rough. monster. But I do see life for him as a guard. Maybe he could start out as a guard because that interior footwork isn't as doesn't have to be as perfect. And then maybe as he perfects it, he can maybe like switch around on the line. Uh, but I would agree that that could be the bust. It's almost like it's almost like Anthony Richardson of the tackles, uh, but he's just not. He doesn't have enough upside to where it's like okay, he might be offensive tackle. Yeah, one. I would, you know, I would argue that yeah. DeJuan Jones is really the Anthony Richardson of the tackles. And what would he be your best sleeper or favorite? DeJuan or Jones is my sleeper um, of the group. Okay, and DeJuan Jones. I mean, ever no, I've seen lists where he's like the fifth or sixth best offensive lineman. I haven't ranked at three. He's six I think eight. That's entirely valid. Three fifty. And if if you ever go back and watch some CJ Stroud film, one thing you'll take away is the pocket is clean. The pocket's mm-hmm. always clean. The outside is very clean. Yes, yes. And the center and the center is pretty solid too. But yeah, clean overall. He, 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 if he got drafted to the Eagles, he'd play perfect. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I'm. I I agree. My only thing with him. Might be he almost is too tall sometimes. If he can learn to win the leverage battle, he'll easily be the best tackle in this class. And in my opinion, like I don't know, Paris, Paris, Paris can ball, man. We'll we'll get to Paris. We'll get to Paris in a moment, but we're talking about our agreement sleeper uh, in Dewan Jones. Because I mean, like, yeah, again, like his his teammate is Paris Johnson Jr., who's getting all the love, getting all the tackle one hype. but hey, Dewan Jones is pretty damn good. So yeah, I agree with you on that one. I would just like to see him win his leverage battle a little more. Um, and I mean, yeah, my my goodness, like if he can move like at all at that size, he's 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 going to be amazing. Like I, I'm I'm with you. That that's that's my sleeper as well. He's he's such in the shadow of his own teammates. Ridiculous. Yeah, seeing um, that team right there, seeing that team right there, pick up Dewan Jones. Be crazy. That could be night nice. day. That'd be really good for for Pickett's development. Now, where do you see Jones falling though? Thirty-two. Do you think he can get to thirty-two? Yeah, I think we take Addison there, and then Jones at thirty-two, or I, whoever's there, Addison or or uh, Joey Porter Jr. Corner. Well, the the, e- the Eagles aren't might be in a move back situation. I would like to see the Steelers Eagles make a trade. Maybe get see you guys move up. And now, if you move up. I don't know if you're taking a corner or a, we're taking a corner. We're taking, we're taking a corner from you. Go with Gonzalez, Gonzalez, maybe. I think Gonzalez is gone at 10. You think he, he's already gone at 10, really? I think the Lions love him. The Lions okay. love corner. So 10. at that point, would you rather go Porter or Witherspoon? I'd go Porter. Uh, nah, corner, corner, corners can wait. Corners are not for another couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> but. but, uh, yeah, I think – all right, so I'm going to go first on my favorite tackle because Danny, like, stole the light on both of mine. Uh, mine is Anton Harrison. So my only – my issue with him is that I don't know if he just – I don't know if he knows the game enough yet. He is a very raw prospect. 
Um, it's just he needs to be more comfortable with the blitzes, the stunts, uh, things like that that can cross your vision, that can like mess you up a little bit. But I mean, for his size, um, he's been he was an absolute unit at Oklahoma. I mean, he was the most reliable guy on the offensive line. He can match the speed of like almost any edge rusher in the NFL already. And he can handle guys sure. who are super bendy. You know, like now th- I'm not sitting here saying he can handle like the Miles Garrett's, the TJ Watts, Nick Bosa, because like honestly, who can? can? Exactly. So like that's one thing. Like with the hype that he can handle speedy edge rushers, if he gets beat in the NFL by like, I'm sorry, three defensive player of the year caliber guys, oh well. But I think I, I think he's gonna be special. And I was I'm I'm on the train to school this morning. And I'm, I'm going over my notes one more time. And I'm just like, what is stopping me from making him tackle one? But I couldn't put it past the obvious guy. I I, I just couldn't do it. The other guy is just he's, – he's safer and he's better. So, like, you know. But, yeah. I'll swing it to you for your favorite, though. Mine being Anton Harrison and yours being? Uh, my favorite tackle in this draft is Blake Freeman. Uh, he set, the, I believe, he set some sort of record for uh, broad jump. That's tough. Big man um, getting getting out, and I think that really shows that uh, he can get out in space, and he is just like very athletic for a tackle. Um, mm-hmm. Broad jump is really important, especially you see Lane Johnson gets his first step out and he gets into space. Having that ability yeah. within your hips as a tackle to be able to get out in space and move and pass blocks like that. Uh, you can always teach someone to how to use their hands and how to use leverage. You can't teach athleticism. So that's what, I, that's what I'm going to say, Blake Freeman. Yeah, and a lot of people, like, really underrate the, the like, the jumping and the agility r- drills at the combine. Sure, that maybe they're a little overrated for, like, quarterbacks or whatever. But for offensive linemen, the ability to move quick in short amount of spaces and see their explosiveness, I live for that. Like their 10 yard splits, their their five ten fives, their shuttle, like all of that stuff, I'm all for it. And of course, I mean Jackson Sloth Ninjigba is living off of his shuttle and cone work uh because he's a sloth and runs a four five. Can you believe people were clowning that? Like like that's a bad oh thing. Oh, the guy we knew couldn't beat a single guy in a foot race, runs a four five. Oh, it's honestly better than I thought. Four five's good. Four or five is good for someone who's not going to be a super amazing deep threat. Um, and anyone that, that was clowning him, we know what you are. Quote Theo Ash. We know what you are. Uh, and then, Danny, what more do we have to say? I mean, I, actually, I don't know. I don't know if you'll disagree. Danny, who's the best Who's the best tackle in the draft? Best tackle is Paris Johnson. Um, there we go. Okay. And that's, that's pretty obvious. I think we both agree with that. Um one thing that I'll say, um, we talked a lot about tackles. Two prospects that we – I mean, Peter Scranti, he actually um, profiles more as a guard. Yeah, only unfortunately, he's T-Rex. He, he, he gets his hands out, and he can't get his uh, uh, the ends hands down on quick game, which is kind of an yeah. issue. Um, yeah. If you play guard, it's not an issue because the guys line up uh, – he's a D-tackle, and you're not throwing across the middle in half a second. So yeah, it's Scaron, and, and that is, in my opinion, that might be the only flaw in Scaronzi's game is that his arms are too little, but that is a big enough problem 
to where like a lot of defensive ends in the league, like you can have the quicker first step. They're going to hit you first because their arms are longer. And it's, it seems so simple, but I, I would, I look, I think he'd be an all pro guard. Like I, I really do. But back to Paris Johnson jr. I mean, he hasn't played a lot of games uh, at Ohio state, but it didn't take him long to be the best lineman in the country. I mean, he's powerful. He's fast. He beats defenders to the point of attack with his steps and his hands. And he's a unit. Um, he's him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it. Yeah. He's, he's him. He's really good. There, there's not much me and Danny can really say about Paris. There's not enough. We can say you watch a prototypical him. offensive lineman. Yeah. Watch Paris Johnson. Exactly. And if you want to watch a, what um, soon to be hall of fame guard, watch Peter Skaronsky, but tackle is not it for that man. I apologize. I'll tell you this. If you're looking for the last couple of years, you say, Oh, um, Creed Humphrey is the next Lane Johnson. I want to know who really the next – I mean, Creed Humphrey is the next Jason Kelsey. You know who is really going to be the next Jason Kelsey? Uh, John Michael Schmitz. He's he's valid. He's valid. Yes, yes, he is valid. Uh, my only he, – he is such high football IQ, and he's a really good run blocker. Um, one concern is that he could get a little better in pass protection, but, I mean, like – You know what? They said the same thing about Kelsey, though, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he'll be fine. I think he's gonna be a really good pick for somebody. Imagine the Eagles draft him to back up Kelsey when Jurgens was supposed chill. to do that, just and chill. then Dickerson Stop. was supposed to do that. And then here's what we're gonna do: Lane's gonna retire. We're gonna bump Dickerson. No, Lane's gonna play tackle. center. We're gonna <laughs> no, 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 no. So let's say Lane retires next offseason, and then Jurgens is gonna stay at guard. Kelsey doesn't retire, stays at center. Dickerson goes to tackle. And then we put um, and, and then we put John Michael Schmitz at left guard, and then that would be three Kelsey replacements that end up playing with JC Kelsey. I'm cooking for sure. I'm cooking. And then next year, no, no, maybe, we maybe, mean. maybe. No, all right. But running into our next football segment, <laughs> funny talking about the best quarterback in the game, Lamar Jackson. I mean. I, I th- me and Danny both know why, what, like what's taking so long. It's the fact you got to pay him, and then you got to give two picks to the Ravens, bare minimum. That's not. Uh, that's not why. Oh, I mean, I, so, I, on a surf- on a surface level, that's just what I thought. What, what were you? What were you thinking? I so I was actually talking to my sports law professor about this. Um, he used to be an agent for an NBA agent for many years. I represented a few NFL players. Um. He said one thing is the GMs and owners do not want to talk directly to you. Um, Cause I, I'm going to tell you if I'm a GM and I'm telling you, you're not worth as much as you think your feelings are going to get hurt. And you're going to be like, Oh, maybe I don't want to play for the Ravens anymore. Let me request a trade. And that's what happened. They said that we're not, you're not worth 133. And he's like, the hell I am. I'm going to go get that from the Colts. And the Colts are like, Oh, I'm not going to pay fully guaranteed, but I'll give you a lot of money. Um, so Lamar is going to find himself in a peculiar situation where someone's going to tell him he's not worth as much money as he thinks he is because he's an MVP and he had two, not horrible, but he had, I would say average to above average years, um, right around if, if average if par years. I would say if we're referring to the last two years, he was actually on pace to have some pretty solid passing seasons. Yeah, hurt. But he got hurt. And here's the thing. He got hurt throwing the ball. He got hurt. One was a, a, not a late hit, but like he threw it, then got hit. And then the other one, he got sacked. 
It has nothing to do with running the football. And they think like, oh, running quarterbacks can't work. That's not why he got hurt. But yeah, I would agree with you, man. Like, look, Lamar is out of this world. And I'll go to bat for Lamar Jackson seven days of the week, twice on Sunday for sure. But looking at like, look at all the quarterbacks that are getting these massive deals and these big trades. They ain't working like Russell Wilson. Like, I don't know if it's just magic and they start being bad, but Russell Wilson looked horrible last year. And you can only hope that Sean Payton puts him back on track where he left off in Seattle. And then Sean Watson, I mean, God works in mysterious ways. That's why he sucks. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Danny, let me ask you, what would be your, give yourself a team, put yourself in the shoes of any NFL GM you want that might want Lamar Jackson. What deal would you give him? What do I give him? Yeah, like name the NFL GM, like the team that you would be representing, and like what contract would you give Lamar Jackson? And you know what? Might as well throw in the trade package you give up for him as well. I mean, I give him if – if I'm the Patriots, I okay. give the – apparently uh, Meek Mill texted uh, Kraft, Lamar wants to be uh, a Patriot. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how true this is, but apparently that happened. Uh, That's baller. And if I'm Billy B, I'm saying give me two, two firsts. Um, you can take a linebacker, maybe, or I don't, I, I don't know what else they'd want. Mac Jones and a linebacker. Um, Mac Jones, maybe two firsts, a third, something else, maybe three firsts. I don't know. Um, I give Lamar four years. I give him five years at $250 million and I give him $180 million guaranteed, which is $50 million more guaranteed than the Ravens gave him. So do you think his issue might be his whole contracts aren't being guaranteed? Bro, or... he, want, he wants everything fucking guaranteed. Um, it's, it's outrageous, actually. Imagine someone said, I'm not playing unless everything's guaranteed. And he's going to do that to the point where he's not going to get a contract. And he's going to have $0 guaranteed. So you better watch what he's doing. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, there's plenty of teams that, that could go make the run for him. But, I mean, I think it's best for him at this point to hire an agent and maybe let them do the talking because, look, you're not going to get your contract fully guaranteed. Um, I know a couple of days ago I said it's more like like it seems more likely he's not going to be playing for the Ravens, but I honestly feel like the Ravens have the best market for him. Like, if they can work out a deal, then, like, it, it will probably happen with the Ravens at this point. Well, it seems like Victor Oladipo land coming soon. Uh, he's going to be offered four years, uh, 72 mil. He's going to turn it down and get two years from now. He's going to get one year, $2 million. I hope that doesn't happen with him. That would be uh, a yeah, tragic. That, yeah, it really would be because like, I, I'm not going to tell the man, you know, like take your money or, or whatever, but um. No, don't but take yeah. your money. Like three years, three yeah. years, one thirty-three—a disgrace. Considering Daniel Jones got more money. Um, yeah, no, no, look no, at the not market. something like that. But look at the market, evaluate your offers. Say I'm better than Daniel Jones, and I deserve more money. I deserve more guaranteed money, and that's what I say. Um, Daniel Jones also got that big contract because he plays in New York, and half that shit's gonna be taxed. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, but we're going to move on to our Take the Skyline segment of Jalen Brown as he's been in the headlines a lot this week, and it seems as if he's being underappreciated by the Boston Celtics fans, but real ones know that Celtics fans love JB. The team loves JB. Um, we're going to do on this, and then we're going to get into Wemby land. But 
quick run of take the skyline Jalen Brown. Danny, you taking Jalen Brown or Pascal Siakam? I'm taking Jalen Brown by a long, by a lot, by a lot, actually. Yeah, Jalen Brown's past the point of Siakam comparisons. Jalen Brown or Zach Levine? Jalen Brown by uh by at least 10 spots. I think that's fair. Yeah, I'd, I'd go Jalen Brown as well pretty easily there. Now, here's where we start to get a little more hot. Mind you, this is this season, so I don't want this being taken out of context. Speaking to my future self when I post this on TikTok. You're asking Paul George, um, aren't you? I'm going to say Paul George. Is he? Or no, no, no. Uh, yeah, we'll just say is Jalen Brown or Paul George. I'm taking Jalen Brown. This season, yeah, I'd definitely take Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown or Jimmy Butler? That's hard. Because uh, here's the thing. You can't just say this season without understanding where Jimmy is. Um Mm-hmm. What he's where he, what he does for his team, man. Um, what what he's built in Miami. So it's hard to just say this season for Jimmy, man. Um, but I'm gonna take JB if you're strictly talking this season. Miami's kind of been one. Which JB? Exactly. Jalen Brown um, or Jimmy Butler? He can't choose. Yeah, I'm taking Jalen Brown. It's just like I, I would go Jalen Brown, but I do highly respect Jimmy Butler's work. And you can't put Jimmy exactly. Butler into any serious rankings until the playoffs starts because that's who he really is. If they now, get in the playoffs, I think these are more these are more long shot ones. Uh, Jalen Brown or Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi's been a beast since the new year. Or really, like the All Star break, he's been playing like really, really well. Yes, yeah, Jalen Brown or Devin Booker. That's a hard one, man. Um, I think you see a different side of Devin Booker when he doesn't have to be ball dominant or just kind of like play off these screens now that Kevin Durant's there. I'm taking mm-hmm. Devin Booker, actually. I think I'm going to go Jalen Brown this season. He's been a little more healthier. He's, I think he's putting up more points per game as well on better efficiency and being the better defender. Um, now, mind you, if Devin Booker was playing every single game, I'd take him. But availability is best ability. Um, Jalen Brown or Donovan Mitchell? Donovan's been on one. Oh. Yeah, sad. Sorry, JB. Mitchell, Mitchell's been one of them. Bro dropped 70 for <laughs> the JB That's couldn't unreal. do that. Like, JB I, couldn't do that. JB can put up 50, but the way he gets his points, like 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 Donovan Mitchell can get to the rim at will and then he can heat up from three. Like, I don't know if Jalen Brown even gets enough touches to be able to do that. Um that, that, that speaks to Celtics, man. Um what are you gonna do when you have a top 10 player in the world on your team? It's it's tough. I mean, JB is ninth in the league in touches. Don't get it twisted. But like, so, uh, would JB uh, be a top ten player in the world if Tatum wasn't on the team? Probably not. We'd probably be fighting in the play-in. And a lot of people do look at this roster and like, oh, they're so deep, they're so stacked. But oh, I turned my echo on. Sorry. That everyone, was funny. <laughs> everyone look at this team and it's like, oh, the Celtics are so deep, they're so stacked. But that's really not true. You have to actually watch the games. Look at some net ratings. Look at some on off. The team really is not like as deep as you think. They're just very complimentary to JB, JT, and Derek White, who finishes off the big three. Uh, I was going to ask you. this last one. Never mind. It was going to be Jalen Brown or SGA. No, I'm not doing that. It's going to hurt my feelings. I'm not doing that. This season, it's SGA. Um, in the future, I'm taking Jalen Brown, if that makes sense. Okay. I think Brown has a higher capability um, of becoming a top five player in the world. I think the Celtics have an opportunity to have two top five players in the NBA one day. It's possible. 
Uh, it it kind of just sees how how Jalen will progress. He's he's twenty six. We'll just see where he absolutely peaks at, but I don't think that's crazy. Now we're getting into Wemby Land. Wemby Land is Spurs, Rockets, Hornets, and Pistons. And we're just going to essentially go through each team and see why Victor Wembanyama would help them. I mean, of course, you had a franchise player and the best prospect since LeBron James, but what exactly would he help? I wanted to start with the Houston Rockets. Um, you could probably run a like superb like three big lineup. Stretch um, four, uh, stretch four Wemby. Yeah, he could. Um, you could run him. Imagine the five boom. stretch four. I mean, he might not. He might not play center his first year in the league. Maybe he just uses that year to build up a little bit. But you could run him, Alpern Sangoon, and Jabari Smith. That would be like a huge. Could be imagine really Chet good versus uh, Wemby lineup. every year. They did play each other, I believe, in like the U18, like World Cup or whatever, uh, or FIFA Cup, whatever it may be. And Victor made him look like a like midget. It was, it was weird. Um, this could also allow for Jalen Green to maybe develop his playmaking off the pick and roll, which I know Kevin Porter Jr. is the point guard, but I could see Jay, I could see um, I could see Jalen Green getting into more maybe more like primary playmaking roles and he obviously gives them a defensive anchor because their defense is horrendous bad i'm with you yeah uh we can move on to the spurs i think me and danny are both in agreement uh that this would be the best player that coach like the best young guy that coach pop has coached since tim duncan popcorn hand Wemby the keys and retire he gotta get one year with Wemby, in my opinion yeah, he, I'm saying, he gonna hand him the keys. Yeah, he's gonna get time. one year with Wemby, show him, show him, you know, the ways. And yeah, and then the Spurs are very good at player development. I mean, look how like Kawhi Leonard came into the NBA looking to maybe be like a defensive role guy. Now he became a superstar. He obviously Cal developed <laughs> Keldon Johnson's doing pretty solid. Um, so yeah, I mean, Victor could develop there pretty fast, in, in my opinion. That honestly might be the best place for him. Because there's not too much ego going on around there. He can play in a system and have a like dignified role. Um, and he, he'll be the number one right off the bat. So maybe the efficiency won't be there because uh, he'll be like the guy leading the charge. But he'll have a good number two in Keldon Johnson. I, I, I like the Spurs a lot for him if you had anything to add. I apologize, but I don't know who Keldon Johnson is. That's no, 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 and and that might be a little casual, but no, no, no. I, I truly don't blame you. He's currently the best player on the Spurs. He's averaging twenty or so a game. Uh, he's been pretty solid for a little for a little while. Um, to be he, fair, I don't know if an East Coast channel gets the Spurs on TV. <laughs> I don't think the I don't think San Antonio gets the Spurs on TV. Yeah, they probably uh, don't. Charles Barkley no one wants to watch doesn't. that. Uh, yeah, not this year, but. They're surprisingly still not the worst team in basketball. Arguably worst team in basketball, but has lately been giving teams fits is the Charlotte Hornets, who beat an Oklahoma City team that had three 30-point scorers last night. Uh, but they are in Wemby land, I fear. Um, and the benefits here, <laughs> a LaMelo ball and Victor Wembenyama run offense would be nuts. Oh, wait. One, one more comment about the Spurs. Devontae yeah, Graham with, with Wemby would be wild. Yeah, yeah. Be a Devontae Graham? is like low-key one of the most exciting players in the league to watch. Yeah, because 
that dude can move, man. Yeah, for sure. So with the Hornets, um, Victor would still in the Hornets. He is unfortunately still. <laughs> he just never plays because he's always hurt. Um, the spacing Back to the would, goes. The spacing would be way way better. They would get the elite rim protector they've needed for years. They'd be in the playoffs twice already. Lamelo Ball would be in the playoffs twice already if they had a legit center. But you're telling you know, me, yeah, Plumlee's not elite. Plum dog millionaire. I love him to death. My goodness, he can't play defense. Uh, but, I mean, look, pretty solid backup center on offense, but he can't guard nobody. Yeah, no, um, he can't. Um, but when he has he pull up Jimbo's from the baseline and games you, man, you got a spot in this league. I'll tell but, you this, man. Um, if the Hornets just had their best player not get convicted for abuse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they probably would be fighting for at least a playing spot this year, but they aren't. And maybe they get him back next year and then you run away. And their Mello, best player Bridges, doesn't get hurt. Mello, Bridges, and and Victor. But I think Victor, again, would would provide elite rim protection, which they needed forever, would give Mello an actual number two or Mello would be the two. He'd give him a running mate, um, and the and the spacing would improve tremendously. I'm with you. Um, yeah. Let's move on to our my favorite landing spot for him, which is the Detroit Pistons. Um, it appears that sports are finally getting good again in Detroit after like 15 years of being horrendous. Yeah, um, it's been it's been a long drive. Yeah, Ivy and Cade, yeah. Yeah, players that on that can hoop right now. You add Victor to the hoop to the mix, man. Yeah, man. I mean, Killian Hayes is doing a pretty good job making sure they get that damn pick. So, um, yeah, I think Hayes, I think man. Cade. People forget how good Cade was. Really, his rookie year. I, every single game against the Celtics, he gave them fits. Um, I think Cade and him would be an elite duo, like almost immediately. Like I, I think Ivy is really the real duo. Yeah, I, yeah, and Jaden Ivy, Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivy, and and Victor Wembanyama would be a very solid young core to build off of. James White. That's almost too young. That's like almost too young. It's almost like the it's it's almost like the Thunder. It's like, is the unit good or do you just have a lot of young guys? But I think that that those top three in your unit would be very good. Um, obviously helps their spacing. Uh, James Wiseman is not the answer as your stretch center. Uh, that dude can't play. Yeah. Um, it's kind of bringing me back to like 2014, 2013 time with the Warriors where you have these young guys that like Steph was what, 30, 20, 25? Mm-hmm. Young guys, not many people have heard of. And they're everyone's making some runs. Um that's gonna be the that's gonna be Pistons in a few years. They're gonna be young, they're gonna be in their early twenties. They're gonna be in their mid twenties. They're gonna be. They're gonna have these. They're gonna have guys. They're gonna like. You can be like, why are they in the championship every year? Yeah, homegrown homegrown teams are the way to go, and that was Wemby Land. Which teams will benefit the most from landing Victor Wembanyama? But of course, before we get out of here, we have an outro game. Danny has an NFL player in mind. And I have to guess it on my solo today. So you're solo today. We're back to yeah. the old format. There, there, there's one thing. Um, I think this one's going to be hard for you. That's all I'll say. Okay. Um, is this player that. is this player currently playing? Nope, he's inactive. Is this player in the Hall of Fame? Let me search that up. Yeah, take your time. We need the most. We need the most accurate facts. 
Nope. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Has he been retired for at least five years? Yes. He has been retired for at least. So he's Hall of Fame eligible. He's just not in there yet. Wow. Okay. Did he play majority of his career in the NFC? Yes. Okay. Did he play in the NFC East? No. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, did he play in the North? Yes. Six. Okay. So he's in the, okay. He's in the, the NFC North. Um, a player has been retired for more than five years. Uh, is this player a Viking? Yes, he is. He's a Viking. Okay. Okay. I, I'm just looking up the name of the player I have. I don't want to get their name wrong. Okay, don't know why I'll get that name one. Is this Jared Allen? No, it is not. Damn. Okay, so what's that? Eight questions? Is that eight? It's eight questions. Okay. So he's a Viking. Been retired for more than five years. Does this player play on offense? Yes, he does. It's nine. Okay. Uh, is this Percy Harvin? Yes, it is Percy Harvin. Fucking go, man. That was going to be my second guess. In. I was really hoping it was Jared Allen, though. Respect to Jared Allen. Uh, but Jared Allen just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, didn't he? Or is he a finalist? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if he Respect had, Percy Harvin in the Hall of Fame. Uh, that's a good pull right there. One of the best returners of all time. He played a couple years in Seattle. Um, my original was- guy was Jericho Cotri. But we did that last week because I was kind of excited to do it. He got in yeah. what? What did you get in? 16, 17? Uh, Which is it might, have been, it might have been 18. It was hard. Jericho Country put up 1,000 yards. He's had a better career than Percy Harvin, actually. Percy Harvin was actually the leading rusher for the Seattle Super uh, – Seattle. Oh, I was going to say Supersonics. He was the leading rusher for the Seattle Seahawks in their Super Bowl against the Broncos, which is uh, fun stuff. You know, but, uh, Percy Harvin did nothing in Seattle. Yeah, no, no, they traded for him, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" And yeah, it was "Oh my god" because they were good, but like he had nothing to do with it. So. You know, his first year in Minnesota, he had a thousand yards off kick returns. A thousand yards off kick returns. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 tough. I'm pretty sure uh, Urban Meyer was like he's the best athlete he's ever watched or or, or coached or something like that. Um, so shout shout out to uh Percy Harvin, but. With that being said, we're wrapping up a lot earlier than normal because uh, we don't, we sadly don't have our third input. Uh, but make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're listening to on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Go to the YouTube, give us a sub, and if you're listening on YouTube, go to the podcast platform. Make sure to leave us a five star review and leave a download. You know, we'd really appreciate it. Um, we're on the road to 200 subscribers on YouTube, and we've been climbing very fast. Thank you for the continuous support. Make sure you follow us on every social media at Sideline Summit for daily content. We're pushing that out daily for you guys. Um, Danny, anything to say before we uh, roll on out of here? Nah, it's been a great episode. Um, very condensed compared to our like with, with Chris. Um, look Miss forward you, to having Chris back next week, though. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's going to be great. Um, go Phils. Go MLB. Everything's back. Uh, and go UConn. We're doubling down. For sure. This has been Sideline Summit. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good one.